Good morning, all. How are we this morning? Morning, Russell. Good morning, morning everyone. Morning, morning, Russell. Russell. Good morning, everyone. Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Father. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord. We want to thank you for the powerful teaching last night. For all those different areas of our life that you get us to reflect on. We thank you, Lord, for your revelations. We thank you for your light. That light which dispels all darkness, all confusion, all misunderstandings and all ignorance in our lives. That light which empowers us to see you, to see your ways, to understand your systems, your principles, to know what is the best way forward, the path, the direction ahead to walk humbly with you. We thank you, Lord, that you have called each of us by name. That even though it is the weekend, here we are in your presence and with you. And we would rather not be anywhere else. We thank you, Father, for stirring up our spirit to come to you, to talk to you to hear from you, to gain a wisdom and understanding of what you want to share with us this day. Something that will change our thinking, that will help us walk under a new light. And you pour your wisdom and your revelation into us each time we take your word and we read and we study it. We thank you, Father, that even though we come with all our burdens, with all our baggage. The first thing that you always pour on us is your peace and your joy. And we share that peace and joy with everyone that is part of this prayer meeting and this spring family called by your name, Holy Spirit. We share your peace and joy with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and those that have no one to pray for them. Even those that do not know how to pray. Those that do not know how to call on your name. We share your peace and joy with all those that are called Christians and have not yet encountered you in their person, in a personal relationship, in a special way that will change their lives. And all those that are living under the lie of the devil, that are living under false doctrine, under false knowledge, under ignorance, and have never known you. Let everything that keeps these your children from knowing you, Father, let that be torn down, cast out of the way. That your presence be revealed to them. Quicken them, O Lord, and they shall call on your name. For unless you call them, they cannot come. But when you call, they must leave everything behind like the fishermen and come and follow you to become your disciples, to experience that birth in the Spirit and be called your children. We thank you, Father, for your love. The love of the Father that is inexhaustible, that is everlasting. In your mercy that you renew for us every morning. So that no matter the times we fall, 
your mercy is ever there for us and out of that mercy flows your grace that lifts us up. We thank you that you are ever faithful and unchangeable. Even though we experience so many changes in our attitude towards you, you are unchangeable, you are still the same, the Father. And it is this that gives us that confidence to pray and to call on your name in prayer, knowing that when we call on you in faith, you will always answer. So we pray in the name of our God, our Father, our Maker, the Creator of heaven and earth, the one who honors faith, the one who is the lifter of men, who is the high and lofty one and inhabits eternity. He who dwells in the midst of the cherubim, the Lion of Judah also, we pray in the name of your Son, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Lamb upon the throne. The one who blots out our transgression and remembers our sins no more. The way, the truth and the life. And in him is all light. In him is freedom. In him is liberation. From the bondage of sin. To life in the kingdom. The Lord who heals. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the one who carries that resurrection power and raises us up from death and from being pressed under sin, under iniquity, under everything, all our filthy ways that have kept us pressed down, yoked to the ground. It is he who quickens us in our spirit to see and to detach ourselves from all that must leave us. It is he who always convicts us, but never condemns. As soon as we confess Christ as our Lord and Savior, there is no condemnation in Christ. There is only forgiveness of sin. There is grace. That grace that helps us overcome. We thank you, Father, for your gift of this grace. So precious. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for the gift of salvation. You paid all the price, Jesus, for that salvation. But we don't have to pay it. You underwent a gruesome death that we might get this gift of salvation for free. Help us to understand the value in it. The suffering that has gone behind it, the blood that was shed, so that we might freely partake of this and rise up to not be thrown into the outer darkness, to not be condemned under sin and come under the curse of law, but might come under grace and experience life everlasting. And experience that close relationship with our Father. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, wherein lies all the mysteries of your kingdom, your ways, your principles that you have kept hidden from everyone else, but you make known to all those that come to you as children. 
though it lies in plain sight, it is only understood to those to whom you give understanding, and not by those who come in all their natural wisdom. We empty ourselves out, Lord, this day. And we come to receive from you. And today, as we pray, we reflect on another encounter from the book of 1 Kings in the story of Elijah. This is 1 Kings chapter 17, where this time Elijah the Tishbite encountered the widow from Zarephath. We do a few reflections on there. And as the story goes, Elijah said to Ahab that there would be no rain in all of Samaria, except at his word. He locked up the heavens and put the key in his pocket so that there would be no rain over a span of three and a half years. And then as the Lord instructed him to hide himself, he went eastwards towards the brook and hid there where, as God had promised him, ravens brought him food morning and evening. And he drank from the brook until the day when the brook dried up because of no rain. And then after the brook dried up, God instructed him to go to Zarephath in Zidon. And as he went there, he was told that a widow would feed him and take care of him. But as he entered the town, he saw the widow gathering sticks to make her last meal from the little flour and oil that she had left so that she and her son could eat that last meal and then die. That was her plan. Because there was nothing else, it was famine all around in the country. But Elijah said, asked her to make a small cake of bread for him first, while she made for herself and her son. For he prophesied that the Lord says there would that bowl of flour and the cruise of oil would not empty itself. And the woman obeyed and prepared a meal for the three of them. And as Elijah had said, the bowl of flour nor the cruise of oil ran out of supply. And then one day, a young son took seriously ill and then died. And she complained again to Elijah, saying, have you come to judge us? Elijah took her son up to his room where he stayed in her house. And he cried out and prayed to the Lord and the boy was brought back to life. The woman finally said now to Elijah, now by this I know that you are a man of God and that the word of Lord in your mouth is truth. We see that the Lord commanded Elijah to leave and move eastwards by the brook as drought and famine was to hit Samaria and had actually started hitting parts of the country already. When the brook dried up, the Lord commanded him to go to Zarephath, where the widow would feed him. 
important thing to note here is how God provided for his chosen prophet for safety from Ahab and Jezebel and for food. He sent his destiny helpers in the form of ravens and in the form of the widow. Note that the widow was not a Jew. She was a Gentile. And often God brings Gentiles into our lives as destiny helpers. People that do not know him. And that presents an opportunity for us as well to introduce Jesus to them. But he used Gentiles like this widow and even like Rahab. help his people, his chosen ones. When one supply stopped, note how God opened a new door. When the brook dried, he opened the new door and asked Elijah to go to Zidon, to Zarephath. Many times we fail to recognize these helpers in our lives. Some of them are up close, our own parents our siblings, our spouses, who toil hard for us to make things readily available to us. And we fail to appreciate them. It is time we express our gratitude to these helpers in our lives that go unsung. Looking at the same from a different angle, what would we have done if we were told to leave home and go to the brook in a distance, in the time of a famine? And then the brook dries up. We have seen the miracles of the raven coming to feed us. And yet when the brook dries up, most of us would still end up complaining. Just like the Israelites in the wilderness. Have you brought me to die here away from my home? Is the question we'd probably be asking God. And then when God says, go to Zarephath, are we patient and obedient enough to go? Or would we continue to question him? To ask, what now? The brook has dried up. Where are you sending me to? What trouble have you planned to bring on me next? But Elijah was obedient and obeyed. Not knowing who he would meet there and who was the person that would support him. He chose to go in faith. Now let's look at the second character in this story, the widow. She was preparing to die after cooking her last meal from the last of her supplies for herself and her son. But she was willing to share. How many of us, when faced with that situation of death and the last, very last meal that we can actually eat, would be ever willing to give almost half of a meal to someone else, an unknown person. You know that she was not inspired by God to give. She still had the choice. The bread for two, she would share three way, not knowing who he was. How many of us carry that heart to share our last bread with a stranger. But she did obey. And she did 
recognize him as a man of God. When he prophesied about the meal, about the bowl of meal and the, the cruise of oil. But when a son fell sick and died, despite seeing the miracle of the flour and the oil not running out, she did not trust in God. Does this happen with us too in our place of prayer when we are faced with diverse circumstances? Is our faith shaky at times? We have seen it yesterday when Elijah ran away from Jezebel as well. Despite walking in miracles himself, being a prophet, he still ran away. Today it is the widow doubting. And then when Elijah prayed for a son and he was alive again, did she experience transformation? It was only then that she experienced transformation and confessed that he was a man of God and the word of God inside his mouth is truth. That is eternal. God used Elijah as a destiny helper for the woman in turn, just as he used her as a destiny helper for Elijah. Why was it that despite there being a lot of other families and widows around there, a lot of people that would have experienced loss in their families due to the famine, why is it that Elijah was only sent to this widow? And why Zarephath and nowhere else? God's plan and his ways are much higher than our ways and our understanding. He probably wanted Elijah to experience closely the pain that people go through when faced with all these kind of challenging circumstances. And it was his plan to help this widow, to build her faith, which she finally confessed by showing his signs and wonders and demonstrating his power. For her to believe, he had to do two miracles. The signs and wonders. And it is usually these signs that bring transformation and conversion. Now the key traits that the woman demonstrated here in this story are. One is obedience. Obedience must come first. Surrender is important if we are to allow God to intervene. Number two is this obedience will bring blessings. And so does honor and faith also bring blessings. She honored the man of God. and She finally put faith. Elijah put his faith more so in God when he prayed that the young boy be restored to life. Number three, she was ready to serve others despite of her own problems of being on the verge of death. She was ever willing to share. What would our response be when we are strapped with resources? Scarcity of resources? What would we respond? Number four, what about hope? Trusting in God to provide. And this especially was Elijah's trait. Going to the brook, not knowing where his food would come from. And then moving to Zarephath, not knowing what provision God has made available and kept for him there. He blindly trusted God and moved forward. 
totally dependent on Him. And we have learned a powerful lesson yesterday on depending on the Lord. Dependence versus independence. We get to choose. That's the important part. Other takeaways from this encounter of Elijah with the widow. I just have a few more reflections that I that I was pondering on. I thought I might share those as well. The first one is God often sends his prophets to Gentiles. Not just to Israel. To his chosen people. To redeem these Gentiles as partakers of his salvation. And they form a part of his grand scheme. They might well be a missing puzzle piece like Rahab was in the lineage of Jesus. They form a part of his grand bigger plan for generations down the line. Also, he uses this test to keep his people humble and not as murmurers. It is a test of faith. When we run out of provisions, when we run out of ideas, when we run out of resources, when we run out of all possible options we can think of. It is a test of our faith. When nothing seems to work, what do we do? Number three, don't let pain make you a victim and don't let fear make you a beggar. Number four, God's provisions for us. And these provisions are endless. It is up to us and we must trust in his provision. Number five, God always has a plan. That is clearly seen here where he kept instructing Elijah to follow that plan. Go to the brook and then to go to Zarephath. And in closing, here are some questions for each of us to ponder over. When you are hit in a famine situation, and famine is not necessarily scarcity of food, it could be scarcity of anything in our life. Scarcity of love and affection from people around us. Scarcity of money. Scarcity of, the, of any good thing in our life. What miracle are you expecting in such situations? What miracle are you praying for? And do we pray? Or do we just accept that as our destiny? Or do we continue to fight in the flesh without approaching it from a spiritual angle? Invoking the mercy of God the Father through our priesthood, through our prayer. And in such situations, what report does your faith give you? Are you holding on or are you giving up? Are you focused on yourself only or are you open to letting God have space in your life to work His way? 
Is your eye focused on your destiny? Or is it on the immediate temporary situation? More often than not, we are myopic. We are very short-sighted and only look at the here and the now. The current situation, we do not look at the grand plan that God the Father has kept for us down the line if we continue persevering. Do you recognize and discern those whom God has put in your path? And what might their role be? And lastly, when we feel weak, strapped for resources and helpless, who do we run to for aid? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for a spiritual enlightenment of each of us that are part of this prayer group in our families. That your wisdom touch each of these lives. That we are able to take our learnings from your word, ponder over it, receive your revelation that is custom made for our own lives. And you speak to each of us individually and separately in our hearts. And you teach us your way. You bend our heart to your will, Father. We ask for that growth, that gift of wisdom and understanding in our spirit. For you said, let him who lacks it ask and you shall give ungrudgingly, not judging us, but you shall give the full measure not in accordance with what we deserve, but in accordance with your love, your limitless love. We ask for that edification in our spirit, Lord, that we grow each and every single day in wisdom, in understanding, in stature, in your favor and in the favor of men, that we grow in your ways and we come closer and closer to mapping our character and our nature to that of the benchmark that you have set for us the template that you have given us the second Adam the Lord himself Jesus and as we pray for growth in our spirit father we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, for all the requests that are mentioned on our prayer group, especially those that are battling sickness and disease, those that are suffering under the curse of the law, for mistakes they have made in their lives. Primary among them being disobedience to what you have set out as the way for us. And most of us fall into that trap father of the wicked one, the serpent, not knowing what your law states. We suffer because of that lack of knowledge of what you have made available to us. We ask for forgiveness on behalf of our brothers, our sisters, our families and ourselves. We cover them, each and every one of these by your precious blood, Jesus. 
in a special way all those that are hospitalized that will undergo surgery or have recently undergone surgeries all those that are battling life threatening diseases like cancers we cover them in your precious blood lord for it is through your blood that there is redemption it is through your blood that there is forgiveness and it is through your sacrifice that mercy and grace have been released and made available to each of us and we claim it by your stripes and your wounds jesus we claim that healing we declare freedom from the curse of the law we declare freedom from any acts of witchcraft and wizardry and any kind of demonic influence that has brought that sickness on any of your people we declare a breaking of chains over their lives all those that are under the yoke of poverty under the yoke of strongholds under the yoke of anxiety depression and any kind of limitation that seeks to keep your people under slavery and subjection we ask for your anointing father knowing that where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom and there is restoration to life in your kingdom everlasting life we pray in a special way for all families as well and we cover them again with your precious blood especially the ones that are victims of infidelity or violence and abuse and divisive forces like divorce anything that is seeking to separate split apart and destroy what you have joined together father in love what you have joined let no man and no spirit separate we invite you that joining force the god of love the god who is love who stands knocking on the door as your word in revelation 320 says we invite you into each of these homes for when the most high enters in from the god of love enters in every state of confusion chaos misunderstanding is wiped out of that atmosphere a season of love is introduced father and let that love last a lifetime let your peace and your joy which you said you came to give us let your joy might be in us and our joy be made full we ask for that very same peace and joy into these homes and into the homes of every member of this holy spirit brisbane prayer we declare your blood jesus as the hedge of our defense where every attack by day every hidden attack by night in the dark seen or unseen every noise and pestilence including covid stays out of that hedge we thank you father that no member of any of these families that are part of this praying group this praying family called by your name shall ever experience the presence of that virus in their body we thank you father that we are kept free vaccinated by your blood we pray also in a special way for our families and our friends especially all those that have not yet encountered you and have not yet experienced their salvation we raise our own personal intentions as well
thank you holy spirit that as we make this our prayer of agreement with each other you stand with us as well in that gap to pray for ourselves for our brothers and our sisters you make intercession for us and on our behalf and it is you only you who are authorized to search the mind of the father it is you who bring that answer that solution in every prayer that we make with you a miracle worker the scepter of the king of kings the one who hovered over every dark situation who hovered over the earth and it was given life and form you hover over every situation that is void in every one of us and in the name of god the father we speak let there be light over these lives this day knowing that when you hover over those lives that spoken word takes effect every prayer that we raise in faith and when we release that faith that prayer becomes an answered prayer that miracle is brought to manifestation i thank you father that you have heard us that you always hear us you listen to every single prayer I encourage everyone that can pray in tongues to please unmute and join in as we release our faith and we come to the throne of grace holding on to our expectation and to our hope. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Father. Thank you Father. Thank you Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sarakianda da da ya sarakia. Shanda papa papiala da ya sarakiala la la sarakia. Shanda papa sarakiala da ya sarakia. Shanda mama hakia sarakala la la sarakia. Shanda mama maha sarakiala da ya sarakia. Shanda papa papiala la la sarakia sarakata ya sarakiam. Shanda papa yala hasaria kia. Shanda papa papia sarakala la la hasaria. Shanda papa papia sarakata dada. Shanda na 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 hasaria. Shanda papa papia sarakia sarada dia. Sanda papa papa ya sarakala la hasarakia. Sanda hadiya sarakada dia sarakala la hasarakia. Sanda mama hasarakia sarada dia. Sanda papa ya la la hasarakia sarakada dada. Sanda papa ya la dia sarakana ya sarakana ya sarakia. Sanda papa ya Sarakia sarakia sarakala la la sarakia. Shanda papa piala la la sarakia sarakia sarakala. Hansitia satia satia saladia sarakia. Shantia sanda hasanda yakia. Hala sadia kia sanda haladia sarakia. Shanda papa yalara hasarikia satatatatara. Sanda papa peya sarakata didia sarikia sarakata didia. Shanda papa peya sarakata didia sarikia sarakata didia. Sanda mama mama hasarikia sarakata didia. 
Shanta Shanta papa papa yasarikala ledi yasarikada Sanna mama Shanda papa papa Shanta papa piala de diasana na hasarikia. Shanta papa piasa de kada diasana na niasarikia. Shanta papa piala la hasarikia sadada de Shanda papa papa Sanda papa Shanda papa papaya sadakala ledia sadakia sadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadad
in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The words that were given to me this morning. Be on alert, my children, as the evil one roams around seeking destruction. The scripture I was given this morning is 2 Corinthians 8, 8 and 9 and verse 15. I say this not as a command, but to prove by the earnestness of others that your love also is genuine. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that by his poverty you might become rich. As it is written, he who gathered much had nothing over, and he who gathered little had no lack. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Remember these, O oh Lord, with your favor, with the favor that you bear unto your people. O oh, visit them with your salvation, Lord, that they may see the good of your chosen. They may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that they may glory in your inheritance. Father, we put you in remembrance of this, your word, from Psalms 106, verse 4 and 5. Let your favor answer bodily now to every member of this praying family called by your name, the Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group. 
Let your grace and your favor answer bodily now to each one. That when we have touched your grace, knowing that we have touched your grace, Father, we confess and we declare we shall never be the same. Our life must change and that change starts today. That we might be a living testimony of your glory and the work that you do in our lives. That we might be a sign and a wonder to everyone around us. Visible signs, visible wonders in our lives, in our prayer life and in our carnal life as well. That we may prosper each and every one in this family. Prospers just as their soul prospers. And let it be for your glory, Jesus. We raise this as our prayer as we hold on to the horns of your tabernacle. We thank you, Father, and we open our hearts to receive. That everyone that receives this prayer receive your portion of favor that you allocate to each one. Thank you, Lord. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory, bearing his gospel and living the testimony that he is working in our lives from this day on. Be blessed, everyone. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, God bless everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless you and all. Have a great weekend. Thank you, everyone.